Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Good morning, my friends, and welcome back to yet another episode of Everyday Truth. We are in uh, chapter number 16 of the book of Mark, our very last chapter uh, together in this short gospel account. Uh, But what a powerful, powerful book this has been to study the life of Jesus in action. That's been our theme now for, wow, I don't know how long we've been at this thing, but for the last few months at least, just talking about how Jesus acted upon the ministry that his father had given him. Always remember that when it comes to the ministry of Jesus Christ, the mission was the emphasis. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. I delight to do thy will, O God. Uh, He set his face like a flint toward Jerusalem. Jesus was on mission. And to fulfill that mission, he had a message. Remember, all the way at the beginning of our study, the book of Mark, he preached the gospel, the good news of his coming, the good news of what he would do to die for the sins of mankind. We read all about that last chapter, to be buried, to rise again. That's where we are right now, the gospel message. So the mission the message, and then, of course, we've encountered some miracles along the way. But remember, the miracles of the ministry of Jesus are there to validate the message and the mission of Christ. And the ultimate miracle of validation, and we've said this time and time again, is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is the one authenticator of all that Jesus said and did, the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. And that's where we are right now. So Mark chapter number 16, I think uh, last episode we ended in verse number six, where the Bible says, he saith unto them, be not affrighted, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. And we broke this down. Remember, he is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. I love that. Look at verse number seven. Now, uh, as Jesus, uh, or rather as the angel speaks to these women, but go your way, see that in verse number seven, but go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee, there shall you see him as he said unto you. So a lot in this one little verse. So a couple things I want to say just before we jump into it. Number one it would be a great study for you to look at all of the resurrection accounts in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and to collate them, to put them together and put them in chronological order. Now, that's not the purpose of this study. We're going to look at specifically what John, or John, I'm preaching the book of John in in Sunday morning, so I get them confused, what Mark says here in his gospel But it would be a good study for you to take these events and put them in chronological order. And there's some great uh, Bible study resources for you. If you just want to go online, be careful always about that. But if you would simply Google uh, chronological resurrection events of Jesus, 
uh, you'll see some really good resources about piecing this all of this together. But for, for the sake of this study, let's look at what Mark recorded for us. And the very first thing we find is that these women who had come to the tomb, remember uh, in verse number one, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome, uh, they were given a specific command uh, by this angel. Now that you know this, now that you know the resurrection is indeed true, now go and tell. And that's really the command that God gives you and me. Once you know, once the gospel has captivated you, once you're convinced of the veracity of the fact that Jesus died, he was buried, he rose again. When that becomes the very core of who you are and that upon which you base your faith in life, the gospel, then go and tell, then go and tell. So we've seen a couple different uh, imperatives, uh, to put it that way, in the book of Mark and, and in the book of John when it comes to our, our gospel witness. And what one of those imperatives is come and see. So come and see. So there's a, there's a sense in which when we experience Jesus, we ought to tell other people, come and see, come and experience what we've experienced. And then there's another sense in which we go and tell, Right. And so one is, hey, come to where we are, come to what we're experiencing, come to the Jesus that is ours. We might say today that a good application of that would be invite people to church, invite people to a place where we worship the Lord, a place where we name the name of Christ, a place that we come apart from society and emphasize the person of Jesus in our preaching and our worship and all of it. Come and see. And certainly, that's a, a, an important part of evangelism, come and see. But then there's also a part of evangelism that is go and tell, because not everybody's going to come to the place where we are and experience the things that we've seen. And so we have to take what we know and what we've experienced about the Lord and go, go out and tell them. And that's really the Great Commission. That's what Jesus will emphasize now in his resurrected body over the next 40 days before he ascends back to heaven. Jesus will emphasize a go and tell imperative when it comes to we've experienced this. So now go, go in all Jerusalem, go in all Judea, go into Samaria, unto the uttermost part of the earth and tell people what you have experienced, what you have discovered, go and tell. And we find it first here among these women. So look at it again, verse number seven. But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. So the specific message was, you're going to see Jesus again. We've seen him, uh, not seen him, but we've, we've seen this situation. We've experienced this charged from this angelic creature. We know that he has risen from the dead. He's going to meet you personally in Galilee. And how special that must have been. Because these disciples that had forsaken Jesus and fled just a couple days before were now in Jerusalem, far from home, probably feeling totally disenfranchised. And yet Jesus had promised them probably over and over again that, fellas, I'm going to meet you again in Galilee. Uh, I will rise from the dead. Jesus had prophesied this over and over again. Now, they had not believed it, but Jesus had told them that. And so what a warm 
a reminder that would have been from these women. He's going to meet you again in Galilee. There's hope. Uh, There are certain spots, no doubt, that you have in your own life that just minister to you. Certain spots that feel familiar to you, that bring back good feelings and, and confidence and your roots, if you will. And that's what Jesus is saying here. I'm going to meet you again in Galilee. Now, the fact is, he's going to meet them again that very night. We're going to see them uh, as they're in that room and Jesus comes to that room. Remember, we read about that in Luke chapter 24. So Jesus will meet them long before he goes to Galilee, but this is just a special affirmation to them. But did you catch what it said there in verse number seven? Go your way. Tell his disciples, remember, because all of those disciples had forsaken him and fled. Now, one of those disciples was already gone. That's Judas Iscariot. He had already committed suicide by this time. But the Bible says, go tell his disciples and Peter. So the, the, the angel specifically references, tell the disciples and Peter. And I find that very heartwarming for a couple of reasons. First of all, we understand that Mark was not an eyewitness uh, uh, of the ministry of Jesus. He was a young man, John Mark was, but Mark was influenced by and probably received the firsthand information for his, his book, the book of Mark, from Peter. So this reference to Peter is interesting because Peter is probably the human instrument by which Mark is receiving all of these details. But not only that, the fact that the angel told the women, hey, go tell the disciples. Now, what's the last act that the disciples committed as it related to Jesus? The last thing they did, the last time they were with Jesus, they were running as fast as they could from him. Remember, we we read that passage Matthew 26, 56 is another reference to that. They forsook him and fled in the Garden of Gethsemane. So where have they been for these hours? They've been hiding. They've been scared. Uh, They've been trying to stay out of harm's way. Uh, They have been totally embarrassed that they ever had identified with. And what's Jesus' response? Jesus' response is not one of rebuke through this angel. This is an angelic message, isn't it? So what's the response of the Lord? No, go tell them. Jesus has risen. He wants to see you. What what a great comfort, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. What a great encouragement this must have been to them. Tell those disciples and please tell Peter. Sometimes we become overwrought with sorrow when we have denied the Lord. And let's face it, we all have. We all have been in places in our life where we have knowingly, volitionally denied the Lord and were ashamed of him. And maybe like Peter, went out and wept bitterly. And yet the Lord wanted to be very clear through this angelic messenger that Peter, there's hope for you. There's restoration for you. There's love for you. There's forgiveness and all that goes with it. We're going to read later on that Jesus appeared individually to Peter that day. So there was a certain reclamation of Peter. Paul referenced that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 
that Jesus had a special love for and dedication to restoring Peter. Remember, uh, Jesus had said to Peter, I'm praying for you. Everyone's going to forsake me, including you, Peter. You're going you're gonna to deny me three times, but I am praying for you. And here we see the command given to the women, go tell those disciples and tell especially Peter. I'm going to meet them again in Galilee. He, there shall you see him as he said unto you. Now, we, we've re- referenced that a couple times in the book of Mark, as he said. As he is not here. He is risen, as he said. Go to Galilee. He's going to meet you there, as he said. Why? Because Jesus always keeps his promises. And if Jesus has given his word on something, then we can bank on that, that we can know for sure it's going to happen. Now, they had doubted, and in that doubt, they were afraid. And yet, what does the angel say? Go tell. It's the same message. It's the same promise. But you have a renewed incentive now. Why? There is an empty tomb. So that changes that changes it all. So that's that's all that we'll talk about today. We covered one whole verse today, but it was a good one. Verse number seven. We'll jump into verse number eight. Find the reaction. Uh, next episode. Hope you'll join us for that. God bless you, friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy everyday truth. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.